Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. Episode four, Suplex. It is brought to you by the Couch Guy Sports Network. Do yourself a favor, use the internet one time. Go over to couchguysports.com. Go check out all of our podcasts, all of our blogs. Check out, we got a store. Get some merchandise, some merch. We love cold. Like it's, good, the win- it's the winner. You got to get some Like a good merch. Get keep a nice warm. little sweatshirt, you know? Keep Stay warm. nice and warm. Keep, keep that body um, But also, um, <clears throat> I'm joined by two of my esteemed co-hosts, um, Diego, who is always looking for permission to speak now after last week for whatever reason. Diego? Thank you for granting me the uh, permission to speak. Uh, using my First Amendment here in America. Hello, everybody. How are we doing this after, this lovely evening of 2022? Oh, yeah. The whole date thing changed. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Everything's been a blur since about Thursday, so I'm, I can't quite comment on much. Anyways, thank you for the opportunity. And that other voice uh, you heard was Andrew um, Middle Earth Wall Art Hunneman. I can't believe we got picked up for season two. Yeah. Who would have thought? I was in myself, Chris Jones here. Um, also, Suplex Biddy's podcast bodca- podcast <laughs> is brought to you by the Couch Guy Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shock Energy. Shock Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you a high energy boost when you need it the most while ensuring to avoid jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Do yourself a favor. Head over to www.shockedengine.com. Use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavored box or even their watermelon flavored box. Oh, and don't worry because guess what? They ship worldwide. That's right. Worldwide. Get your Shocked Energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. Fellas, it is time. Episode 40. New year, same podcast. Okay. Day one. Let's talk day one. Ish. So, it was a really good pay-per-view. The wrestling itself, high quality. Pretty good. What did you guys think? Good way to start off the year for sure. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into the results. If you've been living under a rock, you don't know what happened. Uh, Sheamus and Rich Holland defeated Cesaro and Ricochet. Uh, the Usos defended their tag team titles uh, against the New Day. Uh, Drew McIntyre uh, defeated Matt Cap Moss before getting decapitated in the back. Uh, RK Bro just defeated the Street Profits to retain their WWE Tag Team Championships. <coughs> uh, excuse me, you need to get permission uh, to cough. Uh, Edge, in the, Edge beat The Miz by pinfall. Uh, Becky Lynch successfully retained her title against Liv Morgan. And we had a fatal five-way match for the WWE Championship. Yes, that's right. Roman Reigns had a pull-out due to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw, that's right, Brock Lesnar defeat Biggie, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bob- and Bobby Lashley to defend, I'm sorry, to defend, to re- reclaim the WWE Championship. So Brock Lesnar is your new WWE Champion uh, going into the Royal Rumble. So, some highs and lows. Let's talk the pay-per-view. Don't matter who. Someone talk about it. I would like Diego to start. All right. 
Um, is that that background? Something else. <laughs> Look at that ugly shit. Where'd you get Jones's baby fit picture? I was just gonna say, yeah, it, it looks like you, you know, looks like you scaly skin in the summer. I don't have freckles of hair and no all freckles of hair. They're all my arms. Nice try, but continue, please. This is what happens when you fry American cheese, people. <laughs> um, I think one of the lows actually for day one was the um Cesaro Ricochet and um uh, Seamus. And Ridge Holland? Ridge Holland. Thank you. Ridge Holland. Um, he, I think that was hurt. It was just such a eh, match. Um, especially with the people that would that were on the card. Like, you know, every time that you think of Cesaro, Ricochet, and Sheamus, you're expecting physicality, you're expecting acrobatics, you're expecting all sorts of things to happen, you're expecting a long match and whatnot. It certainly wasn't much of the case here. Yeah, I mean. Some knees were landed every now and then here and there. Uh, obviously, you know, Rich Holland broke his nose that way as well, drawing a lot of blood and obviously um, injuring Rich Holland there and whatnot. But after that, I don't know. I just feel like it was much of an awkward match altogether. It just didn't didn't have that sass that, that it could really have brought on. Um, I, think, I think it lacked a lot of... Uh, ideation and what and whatnot definitely creativity um it lacked creativity on all ends um i just for me personally i wasn't a big fan of that match overall um and another big low as well was um edge in the miss that was that was like it? that was such a shit show altogether um i i knew exactly what that you know i i, I think i predicted edge to win this one i think we all did actually if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. Um, but just all together, just it, it, it was it was crap. That was such a crap match. It, you know, if I if I had to grade it from A to A to F, I give it a D plus at best. Oh wow, really didn't like it, huh? No, hated it altogether. Did you like the aftermath, or what happened in the midst of it that caused the? Uh, I mean, I like the I like the aftermath, obviously, because you know I. Wanted Edge to win, obviously, but altogether, I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. not you know, I wasn't all that entertained, especially for such two big characters to be like Edge and and, and the Miss that you can expect a lot more content to be delivered. I think it lacked altogether. Yeah, I think we all agreed that uh, that match itself was like it was going to be better on the mic than anything else because. The people involved are solid, but the match itself, their styles didn't quite seem to mesh. And we got our first taste of it. So I'm inclined to agree with you two for the most part. I think I voted Miz to win because I didn't think the feud would um, you know, wrap up mm-hmm. because you know, you can have him, you know, the good guy get triumphant, then there's no point to keep going. But what they ended up doing was they actually had uh, Maurice interfere, which ca- then caused Beth Phoenix to come out and help out her husband and chase off Maurice, etc. So as we all thought. You're going to see that mixed tag match between Edge and Beth Phoenix and then The Miz and his wife, Maurice, which is cool because she she was always a great wrestler. I don't know if she's got much left in the tank, but, you know, but we all know how good Beth Phoenix was. She was one of the greatest ones of the 2000s, early 2010s. 
And now she's finally getting a little bit more high profile thing. She's had a few comeback spots and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be cool to see how it uh, plays out. And it'll be good to see her get uh, her due. Because again, I think she's one of the better wrestlers of all time in WWE. So it'll be good to see that. But I, again, like you said, I thought the the content itself and the match itself was just kind of meh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I expected a much better match, but again, I was uh, very much so uh, wrong on that one. I think one that kind of I wouldn't I shouldn't say like disappointed, and one that I like I didn't know what to expect going in, but it just really just did not. Uh, do it for me was uh, Drew and Matt Catmoss. Just I don't know. It was it was it was under ten minutes. It, it just seemed like something that was kind of like a fill in spot. There was no real like uh, animosity behind the two, and just in general, it didn't it didn't look um didn't it didn't look like a good match to me in my opinion. I just think moving forward, um, they need to get Drew back um, in the. Uh, the, the main card scene, but unfortunately with uh, the injury that he suffered, it doesn't look like we will see him uh, for quite a bit. Right. Yeah, he's definitely going to seemingly going to be taking a little bit of a break, which is seemingly much needed for with some suspe- potential, was it like neck issues they said? Or uh, hopefully yeah. it's not like spinal stenosis or anything wild like that. But uh, yeah, that's not a great thing to find out. And like you could have, I feel like you didn't need the match because I feel like they did the match so that you could then do the thing after like in, yeah. the, uh, in the backstage segment. But I feel like you didn't need to have the match to do that. You could have had it happen anyway. Maybe just had them pass by each other earlier on in the night and say something to each other. You know, you didn't have to do a whole freaking match. Uh, yeah, I, no, just, I agree. Again, it was one of those ones, just like the tag match with Holland and Sheamus. It just, it was just there to kill time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they added once Roman got scratched, they had to add stuff here and there with different segments and all that. So it was weird. They added all that stuff, but the main event itself, the five way was super, super short. I don't like, know what it. I don't know exactly what it clocked in it, but it couldn't have been more than ten minutes. It right was around it. Yeah, it, it was, was a good match. Actually, don't get me wrong; it was a slugfest. It was. It was, it was a actually fun, almost, fun time. It was actually almost eight and a half to be exact. It's just, I just think, I think once uh, Roman was obviously uh, entered health health and safety protocols and mm-hmm. not able to compete, um, I think they just kind of scrapped what they were going to do. And yeah. just kind of did everything on the fly. And by doing everything on the fly, they didn't have enough time to put together as good of a match as they would have liked. So I think that's why we got a, a like an eight and a half minute match out of this with Brock obviously winning the title. Right, right. Which is, I thought it was interesting that, I think Roman tweeted it at like very late in the day, Saturday. It was like, it was sometime in the afternoon that he said, I can't compete tonight. So they definitely probably were, like you said, they're probably scrambling to figure out what to do. Lesnar's already here, so you throw him in that fatal five way. Mm-hmm. Can't say mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the outcome, but depending on what comes next, I know we try to hold out hope, see how it plays out. That's the biggest thing WWE fans like to say. Let it play out. Let it play out. So we'll see if it actually does play out. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. what for. So do you think it was a high or a low? Because I, I enjoyed the match itself and now even tonight on raw as we record this episode they're going to be doing the fatal four-way that it was supposed to be tonight for the number one contender spot so you'll probably get a nice like half hour long match on tv with obviously commercial commercial breaks and everything but you'll see what the main event was supposed to be probably you know so so if that if that's the case do you think biggie wins do you think um 
Like I'm, I'm just so confused. I don't know what to expect. Like, do we get Lesnar Lashley? Like, well, like what, what, what are, what are we gonna get here? It seems the rumor to, I think it was Meltzer or somebody who said that it was supposed to be Lashley Lesnar uh, at the Rumble, which is cool, I guess. But also, why wouldn't you? push that to WrestleMania because you saw Lashley was protected as fuck in that match. Like Lesnar didn't get any offense in on him and Lashley hit him with a couple spears, got him in the hurt lock. Lesnar didn't look like he was getting out of the hurt lock till Big E came from behind and broke it up. So they're definitely protecting him to then go into said feud. So you wonder, Lesnar's already done all these appearances. Is he going to just be a supremely highlighted figure on raw in the new year? My biggest fear is them going the route of doing Brock versus Roman at Mania to unify the title. And I really hope that doesn't happen because I think there needs to be two world championships. And I don't want to see that change. (laughs) But uh, my hope here with everything in the fallout would be cool to see. Obviously, Lesnar's now going to Raw when he had been on SmackDown. So he's still a free agent, but, you know, he's a WWE champion. That's their show. He should probably be on Mondays and now Big E is my hope and pick for the Rumble to then win and then go on to fight Roman at WrestleMania, even though it wouldn't quite make sense because Lesnar's now beaten two New Day members for, uh, you know, their world titles <laughs> as far as Kofi Kingston and Big E and pinned them both square in the middle of the freaking ring. But uh, Big E going over to SmackDown, reuniting with the New Day feels like finally getting them three back together is a fair enough trade to have Lesnar get over to Mondays. So obviously you got to let it play out. Uh, I don't like it right now because WrestleMania season, they tend to rely more on part-timers, which we've all seen a thousand times before. And it just seems like that's starting a little bit earlier than expected. Hopefully that's not the case. Uh, But yeah, what do you guys hope comes to fruition from this? So for me, I just think it's classic Vince McMahon. uh, When did put the title on Brock Lesnar? And here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, But also now Lesnar is now a nine time world champion in the company. Yeah, sounds about right. And he has been a part-timer for more than half of it. Yeah. Which is absurd to think about. But I just think for me I have a weird feeling that we're going to get Lesnar Lesnar Rollins is going to be the match at the Royal Rumble. Interesting. I think okay. I think I think they push Lesnar Rollins. So um for Big E to win the Rumble and face Roman and potentially be the one to beat Roman at WrestleMania would be um, a way to build him to a level that he has not been at ever in his career would be, would be a big way to do it. Um, but for me, I just, I, I, I'm buying in on the Lesnar versus Lashley train. I don't see Goldberg's already done his two appearances. He's done for the, for the remainder of it. I don't think Cena is going to come back to face a guy like Brock Lesnar for the title. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of other part-timers that would would kind of ruin us, but I don't think that they do it. I think the part-timer that they rely on here now is Lesnar. And with Lesnar, I think this is what's going to happen. He's going to be the champion of Monday Night Raw up until WrestleMania, and he loses it to Lashley. So those are that's that's kind of where I'm sitting at right now for what's next for like Biggie and the rest of uh, the target, because I feel like they, they want to save Lesnar Lashley for WrestleMania. But in order to do that, I think for whatever reason I could see like, I don't want to say La- Lesnar costing Lashley a chance to face him, but like 
later on, like after Royal Rumble, they're looking for a number one contender. And Lesnar literally like attacks Lashley or something along those lines where it sets up this big feud between them. Mm-hmm. Bobby gets one last title run, loses the drops the title, and then he's done with the company as because he got everything they wanted. Yeah, I could all of those things do make sense. Unfortunately, it's very very odd that that whole Roman just getting COVID, even though it, it should only be for a little bit of time, bar you know barring anything crazy with his immune system. So we hope he's back obviously quickly and safely soon as he can but uh you know it just seems like they threw a whole fold into you know these wrestlemania plans that they allegedly dropped so far in advance now they're just rewriting everything so mm-hmm. it's an again it's it's one of those things you you got to hope that they're going to be able to pull something out and do something fun but you know we always hold out hope and then nine times out of ten we're disappointed so we will see how this one turns out uh diego yeah i mean for me personally, I don't I don't really know that there's much that I'm kind of looking forward to in, with, with this storyline. Um, I kind of mentioned last week that if it was to be, um, you know, if it was to be Lesnar who win the, the championship, it was going to be a, a period of, oh, here we go, back again to the same bullshit. And it, and it is. It's, it's that same exact period again. Um, it's back to, you know, speculating who could be the person that could potentially remove it off of him. Is he going to be the, you know, the, um, the old, you know, I'm, I'm the king here. Once again, you know, I can do this shit part-time while you guys all struggle to do it full-time kind of bullshit. Um, I, you know, for me, it's just such overkill at this point that I don't, I don't even look forward to whenever they announce that he's won the, the championship. I just don't even look forward to it anymore. It's it's it it sucks too because Lesnar is a decent talent, but um, it comes to an extent now where it's just so overdone um, that it's much like what's happening with Charlotte Flair right now in the in the women's division. It becomes to a point where it's like, all right, enough with you. Like, let's move on from you at this point. Um, I think for me, frankly, I don't know of who could be the person that could take over for, for Lesnar. Um, you know, it's certainly something that I'd be, uh, that I'd be curious with what, what, what they would do to replace that. Um, I think currently out of the part-timers, the only person that I could see potentially coming in and, and stripping Lesnar off of his title is John Cena right now. Um, and that's a, <clears throat> you know, that that's, if, if that does happen, people are going to be like, that's a bunch of bullshit. People are not going to be into it. They're going to be like, why, why are we doing this again? Considering that Lesnar and Cena have had plenty of storylines together. Um, it's just, it, it, it's getting to the point where the, again, where, where the content is just so old, so outdated, so out of touch with the fans that just becomes it just becomes a point of like, why are we even doing this? You know, for with WWE. So, um, again, like I said earlier today, I was not impressed with day one at all, and this is one of the additional factors as to why I'm not impressed with it at all. I thought the wrestling was good. Yeah, the wrestling, good. the wrestling was decent. Um, I, you know. I think my favorite match overall the whole entire day one was the Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan one uh, just because 
both women pulled a lot of moves that we haven't seen them pull out in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I, you know, the content was just, eh, wasn't like, wow, like I'm really captivated by day one. It was just, okay. I know Jones wants to talk, yeah. Pick me, pick me, pick me. I want to talk. I want to talk. Fucking go, go. Jesus. Um, just put this scenario in my head. So, what if we get right Rollins, Lesnar at the Rumble? Lashley costs Lesnar the title, sets up their feud for Mania. Big E wins. Him and Rollins finally get their one-on-one feud. Roman's like, okay, well, what about me? And in comes The Rock, and we get The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. What if that's the end goal? What? I mean, it's okay, but it's not. Were you listening, Hunneman? I was trying to find a storm, uh, Tony Storm quote for the next bit, but I did not hear you. So I said, oh, what this, if- guy spo- this guy's spoiling our bits worse than fucking Rotten Tomatoes. What an asshole. <laughs> hey, up-to-date news, man. So what I said was, sticking sticking with Lashley versus Rollins, right? Right. What if uh, uh, Lesnar versus Rollins? Excuse me. What if Lashley costs Lesnar the title, sets up their feud going into Mania? They finally have it one on one. That's the co-main event for one of the nights. Then you have Biggie winning the Rumble. Biggie deciding to challenge Rollins. Rollins versus Biggie for the uh, the WWE title. Then then you have. Roman be like, oh, who do I face? And then The Rock comes out, and then we get The Rock versus Roman final. I mean, obviously, that would be a very high-selling pay-per-view. So, I mean, it'd be cool. If anything, that if Lesnar drops the title before Mania, I would like that. Because, again, I really, really fear that they'll go to Roman versus Brock to unify the title. Which, I don't know, it would think... be, it'd be a little weird because you have to have a Rumble winner, and they have to choose to fight someone. I don't know if one of them is going to go into the Rumble itself, but I keep hearing that uh, and reading that, and it's, it's worrying me that they're going to start to slowly get rid of that brand extension, the brand split that, again, I've always been a fan of, even though a lot of people seem to be against it. I just love that, and I hope it sticks around. I mean, this is where they finally do the move that they've needed to make all along, which is have Lesnar versus Lashley finally happen. So if they're going to ride into Royal Rumble and all that stuff, you have Lashley win the Rumble so that come WrestleMania times, Lashley versus Lesnar. That's probably the best avenue they can go because out of anything else, the rest of the content that's available, it's old and outdated. It's completely out of touch. That's probably the only avenue that they have to save that. I can't wait until we get Kevin Owens versus... um... Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania. Hmm. <laughs> as long as we get another golf cart spot, I'm in. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of like the different avenues that this company can go right now, and um, trying to think what this men's rumble could look like because I feel like the women's one, I feel like we have a very good idea on the men's one. I feel like there's just so many different options. Like, there's no like clear cut favorite here. So well, literally, we- last week wasn't it? Lesnar was the favorite. <laughs> yeah. So that's all. That's all. No more. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see how this plays out, but I think we can dive into the rest of WWE uh, another time. Why don't we talk about um, the update on the release of Tony Storm? Tony Storm asking for her release, flew herself home, 
um, and is no longer with the company. What are our thoughts on that? So it did finally get confirmed that she did seemingly quit uh, WWE. And because the story, at least behind the scenes, allegedly, is that because of all the budgetary cuts they've done, they couldn't really defend keeping her and keeping her on the payroll, you know, even though she quit and forcing her to stay because they'd still have to pay her. So they kind of booked themselves into a corner there. So she quit, she got her way out. And then the quote that came out today that again, I was trying to find the original one. And this is the one that's been circulating around the internet. I haven't been able to find the original source. I thought I bookmarked it earlier, but the quote here says from Tony storm says WWE has been very high demanding. I miss my cousin's wedding Christmas, my nephew's circumcision. It says that I don't, I don't know. Uh, and my father's intervention. I've come to realize my dream of WWE star is nothing more than sacrificing my time just to put over some bitch that really feels we must bow down to her, not just in the ring, but off camera. Perhaps I should go somewhere else. I can make an impact. Tony Storm. Wow. That's uh. So how would, you, how, would you, how, how would you take that one in? And I'm trying to find the original one so I can... Tweet it out and everything, but I love yeah. Tony even more, dude. Everyone, um, everyone went back like, for it. Like, holy shit, that was awesome. I love but Tony like, here's even the, more. Here's the thing, though. Respect her to death. Like circumcision, that's okay. You can miss that, <laughs> can you? But like other stuff like that, like uh, it's that's that's tough, especially when she hasn't been on the show as much. You know what I mean? Listen, I don't know if I want my favorite on missing out on my circumcision. Well, I guess the the live event. <laughs> She wasn't. <laughs> didn't come to mind. <laughs> Wait, Hanuman, you still haven't had it yet. Hmm? <laughs> listen, listen. No, with the last name, that was day one. With the last name like Storm, you don't think you make it to every circumcision you can possibly make it? I mean, that's a trooper storm right there. I don't know if that was paraphrasing. It did say that in the quote that I saw, so it could have been graduation instead of circumcision. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, I don't know, but like if my last name is Storm, I'm making it to every damn stormy circumcision I can possibly make it to. Yeah. Gotta so, bring I mean, the thunders down under. Dude, she's only 26. Let's get the rest of her life out of it. Oh, she's yeah, she got out at a very good time. But what what do you take in as to her saying she's sacrificing way too much, missing too much shit just to put over someone who's not going away anytime soon, where it seems like she felt well, we kind of all speculated on that. She feels like this program is, was her peak. Mm-hmm. So I think we said that exactly word for words. Like she thinks this is it. This is, this is as good as it's going to get. Fuck that. I don't want to do this. So she quit. What do you guys think about her? Obviously calling, or I shouldn't say obviously, but seemingly referring to Charlotte as a real life uh, B word. Just say bitch. Yeah, just say bitch. <laughs> I want to be PC. You, uh, you're politically correct by calling her a bitch. All right, that's fair. <laughs> but this no, is I mean, not a PG. This is not a PG show. It's not a PG thirteen show. It's a grown ass man show. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just it's just stuff we've we've been speculating for months on end now about about Charlie Flair. Um, she thinks uh, the world revolves around her. Everybody needs to kiss the ground that she walks on, and that she's the best women's wrestler of all time, which might be the case. But when your ego gets to that point. People are not going to want to work with you. And I think it's now going to get to the, the position where Vince is going to be like, look, look you either got to shape up because we can't find someone to actually wrestle you or you're going to have to leave and we're going to have to go in a different direction. Yeah. But it's Vince McMahon, so probably not. 
But if it was Triple H or anybody like that, I'd have more, a little bit more faith in it. And I still like. There's so much different stories online about how if she said that or if she didn't say it. So I can't. I'm. I don't know. That's just. It's just one of those things that was kind of funny. And it was circulating today, so it's cool to address it. If true, good for her. Betting on herself. If not, she's probably just doing the thing where she keeps her head uh, head low, goes off, does her thing. But uh, yeah, it just seems like if again, that just feels like it could be something along the lines of a lot more of the talents' opinions behind the scenes, even if it was just. Maybe someone sent it to someone on a phone call or sent it in a text and she didn't actually quote it to like a reporter. It could just be some of that behind the scenes leakage, you know, as they like to fucking go with. <laughs> All right. You know. So we did that. We did what's next for Biggie. Why don't we dive in the last topic of the show? AEW finally moving to, to TBS on Wednesday night. Pretty good card. Um, MJF is in action. Do we know who he's facing yet? No, it just says in action, at least the last okay. I saw. Uh, Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho in the finals of the AEW TBS title tournament. Uh, the Lucha Brothers defend their tag titles against Jurassic Express. And we get the rematch between Hangman Page and Brian Danielson for the AEW world title. It's a pretty stacked card to start off on, on a new network. Yeah, I mean, that's their big – every time they – and Cody Rhodes went out this week and was saying that they can't really afford to have a B-plus program. They, like, he has said that they always have to deliver an A-plus quality show. Hence, Rampage, if you could see the mixed out of the women's tag match from this past Friday, which was just a bloody hardcore extravaganza, which was wild. If anyone hasn't mm-hmm. seen that yet, go back and check out all the things that those women did. Very, very awesome. Um, TBS, obviously – Switching from TNT to TBS, a lot of people are going to have to – it's a couple channels down in your guide. Like, it's not a big deal. But for the networks themselves, it's the new face of that network, seemingly, that just has, like, American Dad and, like, Avengers movies half the time. So, good for them. Stack it, and then Battle of the Champions or Champion – Battle of the Belts. What, Battle of the Belts is in a week or two, or is that this week? It's – because this is Saturday. TBS Homecoming. It's Saturday. Saturday yeah. Saturday the 8th. It's after Rampage. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Good for them. Uh, it, they're just stacking it. It's the new year. They want to start off with a bang. Again, WWE had some really good matches, at least put together for day one. So, now they're just probably going to try to match the quality and maybe just get ahead of them booking-wise. What do you think is going to happen with the title matches, though? Do you guys think it's a, a sure bet that Jade Cargill is going to win the title? No. No? Okay. I think there's a chance Soho wins it, but Cargill looks so good that it bumps her up the card and she mm-hmm. gets a shot at Britt Baker. Cool. Diego, what do you think? I agree with you. I agree with you on, on that wholeheartedly. I don't think um, – wow, I can't think of the name at all. Jade Cargill. Thank you. I don't think she's going to – yeah, I don't think she's going to get the, the title run here at all. I think she's gonna. I just think they've groomed her to be the next. She has that physique and the look to be on the posters and all that stuff. She might not be the best in the ring yet, but it would oh, be a I nice agree with you 100%. face to have on. There, I, agree, yeah. I agree with you 100%, but do you <laughs> see her using this opportunity and saying, I don't even want the TBS tournament? What I wanted was to get my name out there and to show Britt Baker that I can and I will beat you for the women's title. 
Uh, it 100% set her sounds up. like a promo first. So, yes, I can 100% see that. Set her up <laughs> that way. Like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think Lucha Bros defend the tag titles. A yep. little worried about the world's title, though. Yep, very worried. They did they, they did not did not need to go back to the rematch so soon. Uh, I don't don't like that one per se. But uh, I don't feel know, like did, did they add the the stipulation to make it so there's no draw again? Did they? There was a rumored to be like some judges or something that would if it went to a draw they'd grade the people and it would go to that or like was I don't not, know. Like, not that I've seen. I've I've been looking. I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah, I, I'm surprised because again, if you just, it's tough to go a full hour, and then come out and then throw like a 25 minute match and then have somebody beat the other one, without some kind of shenanigan or like stipulation. So I'm not I'm not sure how that one's gonna play out. I just hope Hangman uh, obviously doesn't lose because I think it'd be too soon for that. What other matches are we gonna see? Uh, Battle of the belts because I mean we got. Baker and Rio for the women's title. And then we got the rematch of Cody and Guevara. Cody and Guevara. The title. What else could we see? You might see FTR put the AAA tag titles on the line. And there's just, they're just another one of those champions that's still kind of like they have the belts. Or you could have Cargill uh, or whoever wins out of her and Soho defend again. Could toss Hangman on there, but at least those two. I think it's, is it the Battle of the Belts is on the one hour Rampage slot or it's on after Rampage? It's like a three hour night. No, it's on Saturday. Is it like a pay-per-view? No, it's on TNT. It's just a special. Yes. Huh. So we'll I guess we'll see when this starts dynamite at, plays out. It starts at eight o'clock Eastern time on TNT at the the Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. Bojangles, good chicken. It'll be one of four planned episodes in the Saturday Fight Night series, which is to air quarterly through 2022. Okay, so there, yeah, I guess you got to wait for Dynamite to play out to figure out what the next one's going to be. Whoever the second contender is, you, you know, they'll probably come in and face whoever wins Hangman and Danielson. Maybe you'll get a tag. They're going to defend all the so, titles, so you're going to get at least from, five matches. From what Meltzer has reported, the quarterly specials will be one-hour shows. They were originally planned to be longer, but they would also feature pay-per-view level cards. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, Baker and... Uh, Rio and Cody and Guevara is pretty pay-per-view worthy. So, yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting. I, I think that, so if that's it and it's only an hour long, that's, that's probably what you're getting. Give each one 20, 25 minutes, a couple backstage things and you're, you're good. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Diego, you got any, any thoughts on this? Not really. I don't. I don't. That It's one of those, it's one of those moves that like, while I'm super happy that they're moving to what I would consider a larger network. Um, I just I don't know. I don't really have much to go on from there. <laughs> I just I just think they're finally getting themselves out of the we have to adjust according to TNT schedule on yeah. TBS. I feel like they're like that's their slot, and they're yeah, not they going to have freedom. to change at an, at any point. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think in aspects like that, I think that's where it's going to be uh, big time for them moving forward. But I yep. think we just need need to see it. Uh, first happen because I want to see the product. Um, obviously, you know, if, they, if they're going to make Danielson champion and then obviously bring Kenny Omega back in the fold, that's your next big feud right off the bat. You know what I mean? It's just there's so many different scenarios and avenues that they can go. I'm just curious to see what they look like moving forward. And because Tony Khan also has said that they're not done signing people. So that we could see someone show up at one of these events this weekend. 
We just this had Mercedes Martinez show up this past week. You know, that's mm-hmm. just, he said he had one more surprise for 2021. There you go. What's a surprise for 2022? We already have Kyle Riley. We already know we're getting that. Well, you know you're going to get the elite versus uh, whatever the click or whatever they're calling it right now. Whatever they're uh, calling them or calling each other because the Bucks are seemingly like getting pushed out by Adam Cole and his buddies. Mm-hmm. Which is actually, I like that they did a little dissension in the ranks with O'Reilly and Adam Cole because given that they just came from a months-long feud, a couple months-long feud in, in NXT, they're not just wiping it under the rug and pretending it didn't happen. They're saying right. there's still some issues to be worked out, which is, they're not, they, obviously they're not going to acknowledge where it happened, but everyone with a, with, who's a fucking fan knows what, exactly where it was. So it's nice you have a little dissension there. You got the Bucks here trying to maybe get Omega back. You're going to get that six-man tag match at some point, and we mm-hmm. all know that's going to be good. It's just Omega's yep. return is so – up in the just, No one freaking knows. It's such a secret right now. It's, it, it, people are saying it could be a month, could be two months, could be nine months, could be a year. So it's mm-hmm. like we'll see. It's exciting, though. I just – everything they do is – it just gets me excited. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm, moving I'm forward. a homer for AEW, as we know. Moving forward, it's going to have to be a lot more lumber watching on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. uh, again because the the atmosphere they're creating, the buzz they're creating, I think they have the potential to take it to the next level. But we're just waiting to see what's next because there's still unnamed free agents that haven't been signed yet. Like, mm-hmm. where are the Briscoes going? Where is Bray Wyatt going? Where mm-hmm. is... Um, guys like guys like Keith Lee coming with the ninety days up. Like, there's so many different avenues that I cannot wait. Do we want to acknowledge Tony Khan's little hiccup on Twitter over the weekend? Oh my god, no. that was excellent. <laughs> no, because it was excellent. <laughs> he, I mean, he's learning. This is why the CEO of your company stays off Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. if people want to go out and talk about things and how they were, all well and good. You can have talent defend it. We all saw Will Hobbs put out a little thing. Uh, Big Swole, obviously saying some things about Tony Khan and the diversity in his champions and stuff like that. Tony Khan didn't quite respond in a great manner, and a lot of people were hoping he would apologize. I don't know if he has since, but, uh, you know, he's feeling the wrath of everyone. For the guy that could do no wrong, he's finally seeing that end of it. So we'll see how he grows as a promoter and things like that. It's all growing pains, but sometimes it's better left unsaid and let the other people talk. For sure. Any final thoughts before conclusion of episode 40? I think that's all the news. Yeah. I think that's all the news. Make sure we covered everything. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm just waiting to see, you know, um, Amber Moon or whatever her name is now tweeted out earlier. She's got 30 days 30 left days. to freedom. Yep, yep. So. Sure next... sounds like she could be ready for revolution. Uh, I don't know, but whatever. Next month or so. I don't know. Be prepared. Be prepared. Early February, maybe. I mean, the yeah, soccer team would definitely take her. We need somebody to kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's an athlete. She could probably do it. Maybe. Who knows? But again, from all of us here, uh, big shout out to Couch Guys Sports. Make sure you're using the internet one time to check mm-hmm. out everything within the network. Check out the blogs. Check out the podcast. Check out all of it. Um, from <clears throat> Andrew Middle Earth Wall Art Honeymoons, uh, Diego and his adopted um, kid who got lost in the sun, stepchild behind them. Uh, I am Chris Jones, and we're signing off, and we'll see you guys next week for episode 41. Good night.